We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You don't want it. You don't need it. But you're going to get it anyway. The Kevin Sheehan Show. Here's Kevin. The presenting sponsor of this podcast, as always, is Window Nation. Call them at 866-90-NATION or head to windownation.com. Mention my name. You'll get a free in-home estimate. Full disclosure, uh, as we open this podcast, this is a re-recording of the opening segment of the podcast. Not because there was big-time breaking news and I had to ditch the whole show and start over. Uh, no, I'm not doing that for Lance Newmark, uh, the new GM that Adam Peters hired. Uh, there was, uh, between the original recording of the opening segment and this one, some you know awful breaking news out of Kansas City. The victory parade shooting, as of now, 15 injured, one dead. Just horrific news there. No, we had some post-production issues. Uh, my fault. And um, so I've got to re-record this. I don't think you're going to miss much in my re-recording because I am going to shorten it up so we can get it out. Uh, but... Um, anything that I didn't, uh, mention in this re-recording that I mentioned in the original recording, I will try to get to tomorrow. Anyway, uh, Doc Walker, uh, was not impacted by the post-production issues. He will join me in the next segment. Third segment for you, Maryland Hoop fans, kind of a state of Maryland basketball as I see it. Uh, Washington busy, Dan Quinn busy, Adam Peters busy. All right, let's go through all of the changes. So Washington's new general manager, Adam Peters, announced the hiring of Lance Newmark as his assistant GM. Newmark worked with Martin Mayhew in Detroit, worked recently with Brad Holmes in Detroit, has been in Detroit for 26 seasons, most recently holding the role of senior director of player personnel, um, and he oversaw the college and pro scouting operations. But he reported directly to Brad Holmes, and before that, Martin Mayhew. They knew each other when Mayhew, remember, was the GM in Detroit before Brad Holmes became the GM in Detroit. So you've got, you know, Peters, you've got now Lance Newmark, tons of experience. Uh, by the way, Peter's statement today, I am thrilled to welcome Lance Newmark to the Washington Commanders. Lance is someone that I've known and respected in the scouting community community my entire career. He is a highly respected talent evaluator and a great leader who will fit perfectly into what we're building here in Washington. I want to thank Brad Holmes and the Lions organization for being first class in working with us on the process of bringing Lance to the DMV. Lance is a phenomenal person, and he will immediately elevate our overall personnel function here at the Commanders. It's my absolute pleasure to welcome Lance and his family to Washington. Um, so it sounds like they had to, you know, uh, talk Detroit into letting him go because it's sort of a lateral move. Remember, Brad Holmes did the right thing, and the Detroit organization did the right thing with Matt Stafford when they traded him to the Rams. Now, it turned out pretty well. They have drafted well. They got Jared Goff. Um, and by the way, just thinking about Newmark, you know, you've got Peters coming from San Francisco, an NFC championship winner. You've got Newmark coming from Detroit, a, a, a an NFC championship participant. 
And, man, we have talked about that Detroit roster and the job they've done. The 49ers roster is obvious. The Detroit uh, roster, a little less obvious. But they've done a phenomenal job there. Brad Holmes, Lance Newmark and company with the players they have added. That is a talented team on offense in particular. You know, Amon Ross St. Brown they got in the fourth round. Uh, Panay Sewell was a phenomenal pick. He's the best right tackle in the game. Laporta this year, Jameer Gibbs this year. Uh, you know, they've just done, they've done a phenomenal – Frank Ragnall, the center, they've done a phenomenal dra- job drafting. Defensively, Aiden, you know, Aiden Hutchinson is one of the best pass rushers in the game. Brian Branch in the second round of last year's draft was a significant contributor for them this year. Um, so, look, they got the number one GM prospect – and they got an assistant GM from a team that's really done it well here recently. You know, will it work here? Who knows? Um, but it's not, all due respect, Vinny Serrato and company or Bruce Allen and group um, here in Washington right now. Uh, the other news is that Dan Quinn essentially has the coaching staff uh, filled out to um, completion now. And let's go through it. By the way, real, one one quick thing too. Martin Mayhew was uh, senior personnel executive advisor to GM, given that title today. Marty Herney is going to stay on as an advisor. That doesn't surprise me. I know he has been a, a voice for Josh Harris to lean on, certainly before they put together the search committee, et cetera and hired Adam Peters and company. Um, Anyway, uh, Dan Quinn, busy uh, the last several days, and he now has a completed coaching staff. And the big news today is they hired Anthony Lynn to be their run game coordinator. So they have two former head coaches now on their coaching staff in Cliff Kingsbury and Anthony Lynn. Look, Anthony Lynn has been a respected guy in the league for a long, long time. You know, he was part of Mike Shanahan's Denver teams uh, He uh, early on in his career. Why? Well, because he played for Denver and Mike Shanahan in the late 90s, uh, where he was a champion, a two-time Super Bowl champion as a member of those Bronco teams. But most of you remember him most recently as the head coach in San Diego uh, with the Chargers, and I guess one year in L.A., right? Um, And then was the OC in Detroit in 2021, was the assistant head coach and running backs coach in San Francisco the last two years. So pretty good ad, I would say, in Lynn. They also added, since the podcast yesterday, uh, Ed Donatel's son, uh, to be the DB's coach, Ken Norton Jr. to be the linebacker's coach, Daryl Tapp to be the D-line coach, Bobby Engram to be the wide receiver's coach. Um, and, uh, yeah, those are all of the ads since the podcast yesterday. So the staff is Quinn, coordinators Kingsbury, Joe Witt Jr., special teams coordinator Izzo, O-line coach Bobby Johnson. Tavita Pritchard stays as the quarterback's coach. Engram's the wide receiver's coach. Lynn comes in as the run game coordinator. Ray's the tight ends coach. Taps the D-line coach. Norton Jr. the linebacker's coach. Donatell, along with Simmons, part of the DBs and the defensive passing game coaching group. Uh, Sharif Lloyd, who was just in the NFL last year, year before, is coming in as a D-line addition. Kerrigan stays. Pagano uh, is part of the staff. And Brian Johnson, of course, the Eagles offensive coordinator, part of the staff. I think, you know, overall, you're seeing one of the reasons, one of the many reasons, that Dan Quinn is the head coach. You know, reason number one is he blew him away as a leader. And then everybody came in as references and everybody was recommending Quinn from all over the league and and they they liked him you know and part of the presentation to the search committee and then one-on-one with Peters was I'm going to be able to put together a first-rate staff you know I've got a lot of people in the league that respect what I've done as a head coach respect what I've done as a coordinator I've built up a lot of relationships and I'm going to be able to put together a staff that on paper is going to look really good. I'm not saying he said on paper is going to look really good. I'm saying that. 
you know, we'll see how it plays out, as they say. Uh, but, um, you know, again, if we turn the clock back three weeks or so, and I told you, you know, three and a half weeks at this point, four weeks has it been since they hired Adam Peters? If I told you they're, they're going to get the number one GM candidate that everybody wants, they're going to get a, a guy at, at, at head coach that is one of their top choices, if not their top choice. Yes, that's true. Um, and, oh, by the way, it's going to be a veteran coach, and he's going to hire a staff that includes Kingsbury and Anthony Lynn and you know Ken Norton Jr. and Brian Johnson, et cetera, et cetera. I think we'd all take that. Again, it wasn't like this was the most attractive-looking place. More attractive than it's been in recent years, but still not overly attractive. So off-season so far, GM, coach, coaching staff, front office additions. Some of you have a problem with the Marty staying. I don't uh, because it's Adam Peters running it. Um, but I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and grade it. But I am going to tell you that I think they've done a pretty good job. I don't know how it will play out. There's no guarantee. But in terms of hiring people, there was no guarantee they were going to get Adam Peters or one of the top GM candidates. There was no guarantee they were going to get one of their top you know, choices to be the head coach. And if they got that person, that that guy was going to be able to hire Anthony Lynn and Cliff Kingsbury, Kingsbury was going to leave the Raiders interview basically and say, no, I'm going to Washington. Um, so good job there. Uh, so I did want to include this in the re-recording of the opening segment because Tommy and I talked on the podcast, and I actually did a bunch yesterday on the radio show on the whole, you know, Ted moving the Wizards and the uh, caps to Northern Virginia, whether or not it happens or not, you know, post the recording of the podcast yesterday, they passed it in the house in Virginia, but there's still a ways to go. But I got several, um, notes, emails, tweets, et cetera, that I wanted to read because I thought they were interesting. And I think I agreed with a lot of what was said here. Um, this was from Jonah. Jonah wrote, your guest from Channel 9, who was Eric Flack from Channel 9, was on radio yesterday with me, was tremendous. I enjoyed the interview. But to be brutally honest, you're lucky that I stuck around to listen. I don't care about the move of the Wizards and the Caps to Virginia. I would rather they stay in D.C., but the whole subject is boring and really irrelevant in the big picture. You've said it before. The commanders moving to D.C. moves the needle. Ted's team staying, going, are that many people really interested or invested in this? Uh, but again, I enjoyed your guest despite my lack of enthusiasm for the subject. So that was from Jonah. Um, this was from Mike. Ted can move the Wizards to St. Louis for all I care. This is a nothing topic. From Denny, Kevin, I don't want to tell you how to produce your show. And then Denny tells me how to produce the show. But the move of the Caps and Wizards to Virginia has turned into a he said, she said between blowhard Ted and late to the party Bowser. And it's just going to go on and on and on with fewer and fewer interested. And that's because Ted's teams stink. And then this one from Andrew. Here it is. Andrew writes, Kevin, if the Wizards and Caps moving to Northern Virginia means it's more likely that the Skins end up back at RFK, tell Mr. Leonsis I'll pay for the moving vans. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Um, and thank you, uh, everybody. God, there was a lot of correspondence with respect to um, it's not top of mind in part because who cares about those teams? Well, let me just say, it's top of mind for me, and I think it's a big story because of, from my standpoint, I don't want to see the city hurt. I don't want to see the city damaged, and them leaving Chinatown will hurt the city. And I think this entire process has been one that's been, as I've said, going back to that press conference, has been a little bit off-putting. I thought Ted came off as very distant from what the reaction was going to be for many about leaving D.C. I think he has stayed somewhat distant, even though some of his recent interviews, he's tried to make the case as to why this is good for the DMV. Um, I said it, you know, during the press conference or the day after. I'll say it now. 
Uh, he should have been more aware of the fact that many people in D.C. in particular would feel like he was abandoning the city. Um, but I do agree that there's probably more apathy towards this topic than maybe I think there is for a lot of people. Because the thing that does matter most is winning teams. And he hasn't been producing winning teams. You know, not enough of them with the two teams that matter. The Wizards under his watch have been a bottom feeder, you know, and there is plenty of top-down criticism as to why the Wizards have been a bottom feeder. They have been irrelevant as an NBA team to NBA fans, and they've been irrelevant to this city as well. And you know what I think about this city. Most of you do. I think this is a basketball town at its core, at its roots. It's a basketball city. We're in love with basketball. The basketball people in this area have very little passion for the NBA team. And that's as the NBA's grown in popularity and thrived in so many other markets in recent years. I think this could be, and maybe this is me wishing it into existence, I think this could be an incredible NBA city, but it's not because the team hasn't been good in nearly a half century. In the last decade and a half, with Ted at the helm, it hasn't been good. The hockey team won a Stanley Cup, all right? Yay! But for the most part, Every spring has been a disappointment because they exit the playoffs earlier than expected. And by the way, they haven't been to the playoffs. They're not going to the playoffs more likely than not for two straight years, and they haven't won a playoff series in six years. I just think that sometimes in listening to Ted and the people at Monumental, I always have the same reaction, which is, Man, a little more self-awareness would really serve you well. And look, you know, as it relates to this situation, I said this the day they held the press conference. If I were in Ted's shoes and had all the information he has, I might be just as pissed off and be moving to Northern Virginia because D.C.'s as culpable, if not more, for the current situation. But it's more about, you know, these moments where he's, going on and on about the championship brands that he's built, the behemoth monumental sports network and the incredible brand that it's become from Delaware to Richmond. It just sounds so overdone and really out of touch. I just think sometimes if I were, you know, advising them directly, I'd say a little humility a little, you know, kind of understanding of the marketplace, of also your position in the marketplace. Like right now, if anybody's close to him, like his opinion poll numbers would not be very high, especially with Dan Snyder gone. We did a poll, a Twitter poll, I don't know, a month and a half ago, maybe right after that press conference in Northern Virginia, um, on him buying the Nats. Do you want Ted, do you want Ted Leonsis to buy the Nats? 90% said no. Um, anyway, uh, I hear all of you. I hear all of you. I, it's a story to me. Um, I, I'm a massive Wizards fan, uh, always have been. It's always been one of those things that when I've thought about what would I, what would be a great day in DC sports? Well, the football team obviously being relevant again. For me, Maryland basketball being great, but also, I just would love to see the Wizards be a legitimate NBA franchise that's contending for something every spring. I think it would be a big deal. I think it would be a much bigger deal than the Caps. I think it would be a bigger deal potentially than the Nats if they were legitimately in championship contention. And I've, you know, I've kind of hoped for that for years, but it's been a poorly run situation for a long period of time. And That's why it's hard for people like me who are more Wizards fans than Caps fans to hear him talk about these championship brands that he's built and this monumental sports brand that's so far-reaching. Really? I mean, your basketball team stinks. It really is not good. I have more hope now that they have approached it differently, but we're still, you know, waiting 
on that, and we will be waiting for a while. Anyway, enough on that. Uh, Doc Walker next, right after these words from a few of our sponsors. Hey guys, a new sponsor I want to tell you about. Our new sponsor, and we welcome them, is Lucy. Lucy is upping the nicotine pouch game with Lucy Breakers. Pouches packing a little something extra inside. What are Lucy Breakers? Well, if you know pouches, you know that the nicotine doesn't hit immediately, and neither does the flavor. The geniuses at Lucy came up with a brilliant way to fix both of those problems. They put a mini liquid capsule inside each breaker's pouch. Here's what you do. You grab a breaker's pouch and you break the capsule. Yes, you can break it with your teeth. It makes a really satisfying pop. You put it in your lip and enjoy the immediate nicotine and flavor release. Nobody's doing anything like this except for Lucy. It's a new kind of pouch technology and it's only available from Lucy. No more sandpaper pouches drying out in your mouth. No more weak flavors that don't last. Breakers are different. Four or eight milligrams of tobacco-free 100% pure nicotine. Six delicious flavors too. Unique ones like apple ice or espresso and classics like mint or mango. It's time to break up with your dusty gas station pouches and go to lucy.co slash Sheehan and use promo code Sheehan, S-H-E-E-H-A-N, to get 20% off your first order. Lucy offers free shipping and has a 30-day refund policy if you change your mind. That's lucy.co. Use my code Sheehan to get 20% off and always free shipping. And here comes the fine print. Lucy products are only for adults of legal age, and every order is age verified. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Doc Walker coming up in this segment, a segment brought to you by Window Nation. Window Nation's got a great deal going on right now. It's still wintertime, cold weather coming, snow probably this weekend. If you've been thinking about replacing your old windows with new windows, give Window Nation a chance at 866-90-NATION or windownation.com. Right now, 50% off on all windows, all window styles, with no money down, no payments, and no interest until the year 2020. 
26. That's two years without making any payment on your new windows. And when you do start paying, you'll be paying 50% anyway. Their average installer averages 10 years of experience and they'll get it done in a day or less. Call them at 866-90-NATION. Head to windownation.com for a free in-home estimate if you mention my name. Doc is with us where it is time for X's and O's. Burgundy and gold. (laughs) (laughs) I Uh, I miss those days. I miss those days so much. We'll Um, get it back. It ain't over. It ain't over. No, it's never over. It's never over till it's over. Um, That's right. So on your big board at this point, we're still two (laughs) and a half months away from the draft. Tell me which quarterback you like the most. It would be unprofessional for me to speak on it because (laughs) my people, we haven't met yet. The Super Bowl just ended. Mm -hmm. So I am, uh, we meet next week. Is there, there somebody you like though? I, you know, I'm, I'm kidding with you. I I like the kid out of LSU. Yeah. Right. Cause what I'm looking for is I want guys that have been coached hard with NIL coaching changes. I need a mature guy coming into a tough situation here, desperate fan base, and we need immediate results. But yet, I think the best results that I've seen for guys that come in, like Mahomes, that has Smitty there, they don't necessarily have to play immediately. So as you bridge your team, that first year is really important. If you're not so desperate, you have to get a guy beaten to death in his first year. So now I don't know what the strategy is going to be because we're still putting the staff together. And as of today, I think they made some, some other moves. Yep. But I'm going to trust Peters. I'm not going to micromanage his deal. Based on what I heard today, they seem like they're putting together a hell of a front office and evaluators. They got the guy from Detroit who – probably should be executive of the decade right. in terms of the talent that they assembled at Detroit. Um, they did a hell of a job. So it's going to be interesting. But if you go after quarterback, I mean, that's going to be it. I don't think you can actually pass on a quarterback at the number two spot. It is so important. If that talent is there and they evaluate it, and think that you can't get that guy next year, and you can't get him later, then you go for him. But you don't reach. If you're not 100% certain that he's the guy, then you try to go back a few picks, if possible. By the way, when Doc was talking about Mahomes and he said Smitty, he was referring to Alex Smith, for those that yeah. don't know. And if they, if they listen to your show... <laughs> They know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know. We just uh, we haven't referred to Alex Smith as Smitty in a long time. Um, well, no, but your people are so astute. That's why I love being on your show. Right. Because all your listeners are veterans. They're all veterans. Uh, mm-hmm. Doc, of course, has his podcast, um, which you can listen to, at uh, Rick Doc Walker on X on Twitter. The podcast is patreon.com slash Doc Walker. He does it with our very good friend, Solly, and it's an excellent podcast. So uh, tune in. He's still not been on your podcast, I might say. He makes that point to me every time I mention it. Who does? Solly? Solly. Well, I mean, I've only been on your podcast one time. so I don't try to bug you because you're in such demand. I'm embarrassed (laughs) to ask you to come on anything I do. You know that's not true. Um, So... Real quickly on this Super Bowl. Okay. I mean, you've we've we've both watched football forever. You played it yep. for a long time. Where's Mahomes on the list of the best you've ever watched? He's in every conversation. Um, in terms of how he's accelerated his greatness. I look at it and go, Joe Montana, I had a good chat with with the rooster yesterday about this. It's so easy to look at the latest and think it's the greatest. But I said the beauty about being 68 is that I still 
am so enamored with Joe Montana, um, John Unitas. Uh, I remember Elway and when when uh, Shannon, your guy, got his first chip and the guy he got it with, I keep remembering what those ones really end up being, how hard it was for Manning to break through that ice. You know, when a goat beats a goat, and when he really breaks through that, the struggle of climbing up through what we hope will happen in Buffalo, but we don't know it will happen. It may not happen in Baltimore. Uh, what, why I love the kid in Cincinnati so much, because he's beaten Baby Goat. He beat him in Kansas City. I mean, he went to a Super Bowl. He's the only guy to deny this prodigy. Joe Burrow is just amazing to me. But he didn't he's win it. In my book. He didn't win no, it. No, but he didn't. No, but he still got food on the plate. Right. He's got unfinished business. But you attribute his failures to injury, not performance. So, I mean, that's why I think we're so lucky. We don't have depth and greatness at the quarterback position. There's only a dozen to me, and it falls off the map, which is incredible in pro sports. There's a one in every other sport, pitchers, netminders, catchers, every other sport. All the way through it, there's an ace at every position except quarterback in the NFL. And that, to me, is amazing. With all the technology and coaches, Division One, SEC, blah, 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 you can't produce it. We've got all these different systems going. So that, to me, is fascinating. And now the, the running back, they've tried to dismiss that. Now that's coming back. It's still not going to get away from the big ugly. The big uglies are making a comeback. So I'm excited about... They tried to trash the run game. Ain't going to happen, brother. The two-point stance, shotgun, all that is coming back. It's coming back. I mean, Lombardi, all those boys, they're looking down and they're smiling now because it's coming back because you've got to be able to get a yard on demand. And so I really like where the game is coming now. And Patrick isn't amazing. Didn't get the MVP. But when you need a read option, you don't ever mention him, but he gets it every stinking time. He can put them legs to work. And, you know, Purdy, I, I just love the way people are going after this kid. And he went on demand. His legs went to work. He had a hell of a season. He had a hell of a season. But he'll be scrutinized to death. And here's a kid, Mr. Irrelevant, and got as close as you could get. With him, and I just love how this offseason they'll be beating him to death. And you know, in Shanahan, he, he can't talk himself out of this. He did a miserable job. But sometimes you just got to say, you know what, didn't work for me. But this whole analytic thing is amazing to me. I can't wait to hear you break this down over the next few weeks as to how this thing goes. But I just go, well, you know what, okay. it's math, man, it's not football. I was going to ask you about you said unfinished business with Burrow. What do you 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 knew Mike and Kyle when they were here? Yeah. And you mm-hmm. remember the conversation you and I talked about this stuff on the air all the yep. time about the people that were saying nepotism with Kyle. I'm like, the dude coached Matt Schaub into a top yep. 15 top 10 quarterback there for a couple of years. Um what do you make though of Kyle getting close, which is better than we can say we've done for thirty yep. something years, but not you know having now as a coordinator and as a head coach three times a ten point lead or more in the Super Bowl and not getting it done? What do you what do you, what do you think of Kyle? Is something Look at missing his dad or not? Struggle. I know. Well, his well, dad, man, he did, he got it done he as a coordinator his- with Steve Young. In the with the forty nine. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. And again, it it was Roger Craig. It was that run. They've always been physically gifted, and they blend that run game in. And they also they're just always so talented that. But it, by not finishing, and I look at Andy, and I look at Andy's struggles, how close he got with the Eagles, and then I look at his youth, and we're hard on him, and he deserves it because he definitely overtalked himself in this one. And by not knowing the rules and not being clear on that, you know, that's, hey, that's just a brain fart. Because when you're it, it, trusting the, the math, not, man, this is not 
trigonometry. It's football. You got to know who you're going against and feel the game. Well, uh, the third, I knew him that you're not going to get the ball back. You got to know who you're dealing with. So I go back to basketball now, your game, Portland. I, I keep thinking about the Trailblazers for the rest of my life about Clyde the Glide. Great, but he had to deal with Jordan. There's certain things, certain guys, they just chew up all the numbers. You got to beat that dude. So you got to think to yourself, it's about Patrick, not about math. I got to deal with my homie. And I'm thinking that case <laughs> my homie, man. You got to deal with my homie. Yeah. I got to deal with my homie. That's fine. Yeah. So deal that with your analytics and all your math kids because yeah. they don't understand the game. And that stuff's fine on a blackboard. Now you got to deal with this dude. And he does it every stinking time. Then he puts his legs to work. And he's just amazing. And Andy, man. And, but then it's Spagnola. Spags, man. The yeah. star of the whole deal was Spags. And the youth of that defense, you know how young they are? Super they young. flipped the script. They got, they got to re-sign Chris us. Jones, though. They've got to re-sign him. Oh, my him. God. Man, what, the Hunt family should say, you need a room? You can move in with us. <laughs> if they don't keep this dude, they're smart. They'll get it done. But just remember week one against the Lions, he was up in the, looking at the game. I couldn't believe that. So they'll get it fixed. It's like the cheetah. It's amazing in life. He got the beach. He got Miami. He got the sun. He's minus two Super Bowl rings and God knows how many commercials. Yeah. All right. Let's talk. You about don't it. leave, my homie. Let's okay. ta- let's talk about our team. Um, because I haven't had you on since the Quinn hiring. What did you think of the hiring of Dan Quinn? Very comfortable with it. Um, I like a guy that has been there. I don't have to worry about the stage fright. I don't have to worry about anything. I got a guy who's hungry. I love his enthusiasm. I go from a mortician to a guy that's just <laughs> effervescent. And I just think that, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta, yeah. the people take on the life of the head coach. You think Rivera, we, I mean, we can talk about Ron, your guy, all we want, but do you really think that he had the personality of a mortician? Body language. The things that, I mean, you know what happened. You saw, you saw what I saw. They come to a guy and ask you, what did you say to your team at halftime? Nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Yeah. And, 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 you, and you got nothing from them. Right. That's one of the, the worst. Under, the Undertaker <laughs> will start referring him to uh, referring. Yeah, to I mean, it's, as, it's just absolutely yeah. ridiculous. He's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. The whole, it, it really is one of the, and to have the audacity to put your name in the hat, to go out and go on job interviews, and, and 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 I'm surprised he didn't get it, because this sport recycles trash more than any other sport I've ever seen. <laughs> and um, so I was hoping Dallas was signing, but they didn't. <laughs> um, that would have been great. Can you imagine if the Cowboys had hired him as the defensive coordinator? The conversations oh, would play. I mean, all- oh. God. Already, the last time our coach was on the sideline for him, he led he led up about a thousand points and eight hundred yards against the yeah, Packers, yeah. and then they'd get Rivera. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think. I think if Ron wants to work again, I think if the Undertaker wants to work again, it's going to have to be as like a linebackers coach. He'd get you know some sort of assistant head coach title. Nobody's going to hire him as a coordinator. But you know who got fired today was Steve Wilkes. Kyle Shanahan let him go. I think Steve Wilkes does a good job. I thought he did a good yeah. job for a, he did a great job for a half against the Chiefs, but the Lions in Packers carved them up in the playoffs. I'm surprised. I knew, yeah, in the Super Bowl when um, he changed call a timeout and got him out of the defense. I knew that Wilkes was done. Hmm. And I thought then, when you're running your offense, now you're changing defensive deals, then you put your team in a bad situation. you all over the place. And, you know, I thought Wilkes really had earned the right to remain with the Panthers as a head coach. He got a rotten job when he went with Arizona and got in. But, you know, he'll be okay. He'll be okay. But when the guy leaves you and goes down, they lost their other D.C., goes down and gets coach of the year with Houston. 
and um, yeah. you know, lights it on fire. Yep. Follow. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Man, this is a tough sport. It really is. But the expectations, wouldn't you trade with the Niners? You know, it's almost like Harbaugh. Who's got it better than we do? Damn it, nobody. Because their failures, everybody all damn in the league, with the exception of two or three teams, would trade with them. Yeah. They're already the favorites next year. They are. Nobody's got it better than them but Dallas. <laughs> okay. Um, so you like Dan Quinn. Uh, he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's going to be certainly up to the occasion. There's, no, there's going to be no stage fright. What do you think about no. Cliff Kingsbury as a hire? I'm waiting to see what it's all about. It's got to be something uh, I think he's unique. You you got to find something. He impresses people. He gets he gets jobs. He gets. I mean, the guy went from Texas Tech, USC, to Arizona. I mean, he he gets he obviously and he impressed Quinn. He said he was a hard out. Everybody raves about. He's got a high IQ. He's got that magic, that intellect. And they just got to get, uh, I think, Lynn. They got Lynn today, too, who I like a lot. He yeah. got a raw field yep. with the uh, Chargers. I thought, so you get a lot of guys together, and it's really like putting the gumbo together. Somebody's got to assemble it and make it work. He obviously has got something about him that's unique, but they haven't been able to make it work. And I always think about Coriel, who had that magic. And then Joe, who's a stabilizer. And to me, Joe's work ethic, he outworked everybody. So what I look for is one of these guys is who's going to be there all night? Is somebody going to sleep there three days a week? Is somebody Who's going to put their guts on the line and say, I'm putting this above everything? You know, and so then it becomes that you get these individuals like Dan Riley, who did the same thing. I saw guys like Bugle, Riley, Pettibone. These guys were lifers. They, it was oxygen to them. So I'm really waiting to see, are we going to get these kind of people in the building that rally everybody? Now, we had one guy that was in there, and they turned against him. That was the enemy. When you get these champions, these A personalities, that are fanatics. Well, that didn't they, they that didn't work well with this group because they were so accustomed to the country club lifestyle and being in last place, and it's hard to get out that rut. That's why most teams that lose continue to lose. To so lose like the Wizards. I know, but Doc, it, it, there's something more with Bienemy. It's not just. It can't be just that he coached them too hard. You can you can put it in any term that you're comfortable with. I'm just telling you. The, when you're in a workout, in the middle of a workout, when you're going when you're going from mediocre to good to great, there's some really uncomfortable moments, and you got to have people that grind through it. And having lived it, I'm just telling you, it's ugly. Right. I mean, you got to get people to power through it. Well, when the guy I saw sleep there, did anybody sleep there? Do this, do these administrations, do this hellhole of twenty years? Anybody do that? <laughs> I don't. I doubt it. No. Um, I'm just no. saying that with respect to him, it couldn't have just been about coaching hard, because nobody else for all of these years, except for Andy, and then Andy's friend Ron Rivera, wanted to give him a job. Something's okay. something's I missing don't. there. Right. Could be. Could very well. Some. I'll tell you what. You got. You got Chad. You got your strength coach. I'm just saying the lunatics that we had. Mm-hmm. Wayne Severe. I know. Joe Bugle. All these guys were all Type A personalities. Right. I've seen projectors thrown against walls, holes punched in walls. All these things are erratic behavior. <laughs> None of that's happened over there. Twenty years. Right. Okay. Well, so the the, the owner the owner's have... behavior was erratic, but yes, other than his, but, no, nobody but, but else's. But that's child's that's child's play. Yeah, I know. 
uh, approaching teenage women. That, that's not what I'm talking about. I know you're not. I'm talking about how you go from losing to winning. There's a lot of things. There's a manhood issues yep. that go beyond. And the one guy over there that tried to start a drink, they tried to get him blackballed. And it started from the head guy. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. So I'm just um, telling you, you had yeah, no chance. I, it's very possible that there was more to it and that he's a hard coach. To, I mean, he coaches them hard, but it might be there might be Greg at this Williams. point more to it. Greg Williams. <clears throat> right. Same kind of guy. Yeah, but his players loved him. Yeah, for, Greg for whatever Williams, reason, they, the group here didn't love him. Group in Kansas City loved him. Yep, and we'll see if he ends up back there. I, you know what? I bet you Andy Reid does. I think Andy Reid's going to have to rehire him because nobody well, else in the but, league but, is going to rehire I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, him. I'm not trying to sell him. Okay. I'm happy for him. I'm happy he got out that of there. he got out of here. <laughs> yeah, 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 these are losers. I'm just telling you. You asked me the question, I'm answering it for you. That's what happens. The Colt, or the Colt won because these people don't, didn't want to be reformed. Well, they enjoyed we got new people now. Checks, we got new people now, and you said checks. you're going to let them do their job. Yeah. You're going to give I'm them some. Go. Let yeah. them do their job. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Right. Um, on this staff, you just mentioned that today, and I talked about it in the open. They they hired Anthony Lynn. They've got two former head coaches on the staff, and Kingsbury and Lynn. Lynn's been really good, and and an incredible guy when it comes to players really enjoying him and liking him in every stop he's been. Ken Norton Jr.'s on the staff. Um, what uh, The staff hiring, if, if you don't have a reaction to anybody, you know, right off the bat, it's fine. But does anybody stick out that, you know, you're excited that, that he's going to be a part of it? No, I, I, you know, I hear people giving grades. Everything's a C to me until you prove otherwise. Right. Because they got to they got to get together. Obviously, it's relationships. People are comfortable uh, with these guys. The thing is that they were willing to come. Right. They came here. And so that shows you Peter's his reach. Because you're coming to the NFC East when you're in last place. And I don't know what other offers people might have had. But that's impressive. So you've got a guy that attracts people who obviously you had to have had better offers or better situations because you don't have a talented roster. They know they got to go to work. This is a workout deal. There's nothing really here that you can hang your hat on and say, well, we'll, we'll, we'll look, here's what we got. Well, what do you have? So this is a workout. And so that was impressive. That's why the GM that that was a huge get, and um, and then also your head coach, that was a huge get because look what he, they were able to attract. Yeah, you got people that left the Forty ers the Cowboys. I mean, people left organizations. They didn't get run out; they walked away. And you got people trying to fight to keep people. So that's impressive as hell to me. We love it because we're addicts, but league wide. We're like the old Detroit was. Washington. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? No, it's true. It's yeah, true. Yeah, you got you got rotten facilities. You got a shitty stadium. I mean, you just go on and on and on about it. And so that impressed me that you still have enough luster that you were able to attract professionals. Highly impressed with that. Well, one of the people that created the luster is one Richard Doc Walker, uh, who you can follow on X on Twitter at Rick Doc Walker, and you can listen to the podcast that he does with Solly by going to patreon.com slash Doc Walker. Um, this has been a pleasure. It's always an honor to have you on the show. I appreciate well, when I'm you've glad. got time I'm to do happy. it. I'm happy to be on with Denton Day. I love that segment when you let Denton do his notes. Right. When News. you let Denton do his notes. News, yeah. It's one of the best segments. If I could just throw it in there, I would love to have that on uh, at least twice a show. Twice a if show. If you didn't mind. Okay. Yeah, I just think it should be expanded. Just, you know, just 
suggestion from a loyal fan. Uh, I appreciate it. I think it's a good suggestion. Uh, it will be taken up in the next meeting, in the, in the next and production meeting. congratulations, too, on your success on the game. I heard you won big again. <laughs> again, uh, I did win on the game Sunday, but it's not again. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. not. It was. A, it was a very average year um, overall. Uh, but the smell test won, so that's all I care about. Hey, look, I've gotten to the point. I've gotten to the point where I care more about the picks that I make on the show than I do my own picks, which actually have yeah. real money riding on them. Um, yeah. So anyway, and congratulations uh, on Sunday Red too. I understand you're an investor, minor investor in that with Tiger Woods and uh, the whole thing. So I can't wait to get. Hopefully, I'll get some some swag gear from. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Is that true? Uh, why do you just make things up? I just I tell you, I, I heard it was a rumor. You didn't hear anything. You just made that up. You just wanted no, to add I did something. Not. I did. So there's no yeah. truth to it. Truth to what? I'm an investor in Tiger's tailor-made uh, clothing line. Sunday red. No, um, you're not okay. No, no, right. no. As as you, as you know, I'm not. Um, no, I don't. No, yeah. I don't. I, yeah. How? I just thought. I by could the get way, a shirt. how are how are the how are the old owners doing? How are the new owners doing? Um, I mean, you get to spend time with all of them, so just. Give everybody a sense of what you think of of our new ownership group. Have you been hanging out with Magic, Mitch Rails, Josh Harris? I know that you've no, had a lot of conversations no, with all those people. No, I have not. I, I don't know who you're talking to. I, I'm yeah. uh, okay. No, I'm not. I'm not a part of that group. Right. Well, you know what? I'm not, any I'm group. Some, I'm very supportive of them. Any group you're a part of is a group I want to be a part of, and I kind of yeah, feel like well, I am. Again, if you get two X Sunday. Red. Right. Yeah, I'd love one. Uh, see ya. Thanks for doing this All as right. always. Thank you. I will talk Thank to you, you later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. See ya. Richard Doc Walker, everybody. Mahomey. Uh, that was funny when he was talking about Mahomes and said Mahomey. Um, all right. A uh, few more things right after these words from a few of our sponsors. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This segment of the show brought to you by MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.ag, use my promo code KevinDC, and you'll get a cash bonus on your initial deposit. That's a given with MyBookie. You use my promo code KevinDC, and they put extra cash into your account. MyBookie's been with me for pretty much the entirety of this podcast's run so far. It's five and a half years old, which is crazy to me to think that I've been doing this podcast for five and a half years. They've been with me for four and a half to five of those years. And the reason for that is it's worked for them, but it's worked for me and the listeners to this podcast. My bookie is an old school sports book. You know, the newer school sports books are gouging customers with, 
you know, high pricing on losses to overcome a lot of their customer acquisition and marketing costs, you're not going to pay minus 128 on a loss at my bookie. It's minus 110 or better pretty much across the board. Occasionally it'll be, you know, a tick higher, you know, on a key number or if you're buying a half point, let's just say, um, or on teasers, et cetera. But no, this is... Um, this is a, a fair place. Uh, you want, you know, fair numbers, but you want fair pricing too. Uh, my bookie, by the way, has everything you need for March Madness. Every year, they've got such a great offering on March College basketball, the NCAA tournament. They've got contests galore, and then they'll have everything. They'll have the games, you know, the sides, the totals, money lines, and prop bets galore. Uh, mybookie.ag. Uh, I trust in my bookie. Always have. I know it's a great shop. You can trust it too. Go to mybookie.ag. Use my promo code, Kevin DC. So if I had a smell test for college hoops, which I don't, although I do it for March Madness, and I think it's turned out pretty well the first couple of years that I've done it for March Madness. Um, but if I were doing it for college hoops regular season, there would be a play tonight. And the play would be Detroit Mercy. Detroit Mercy is 0-26 and 26 on the season. They are favored tonight by five points over IUPUI. That's Indiana Purdue at Indianapolis. Now, IUPUI is not a good team either. They're 6-20. and 20. But a 0-26 team is favored by five. Don't run to the window with this one. And I'm just telling you not to run to the window with this one because, I mean, I'd play it. I'm going to play it not for a lot. These um, non-power league uh, games, there's not a lot of action on them. So it's not like uh, the books will need, uh, you know, Detroit Mercy for a ton. There's just not a lot of action typically in some of these games, especially when they're bad teams. Look, it's not. It's certainly not beneath me to have an Atlantic Sun Missouri Valley Horizon League three-team parlay on a given night. Um, but it is a weird point spread, that's for sure. Uh, I wanted to finish up with this. Uh, Maryland plays Iowa tonight. They're actually favored by five and a half over the Hawkeyes. They beat Iowa uh, two weeks ago on a buzzer beater by Jameer Young, who's just having a ridiculous season for Maryland. Um, but this is a a big stretch for Maryland basketball here. Um, and I'm not about to go in the direction that some of you have gone in, which is Kevin Willard's in trouble. No, he isn't. He's not in trouble. He's in year two of a seven-year deal. You think they're going to pay him 20 million bucks? Sorry, that's not happening. Um, Kevin will be fine. Uh, you know, I told you guys with Turgeon, be careful what you wish for. And I would say the same thing about Kevin Willard because Kevin's a good coach. He's having a tough season uh, for sure. He's having a season where they just haven't had anything really go their way. But really, it's been more about their performance on offense. Now, they are a great defensive team, but they are a wretched offensive team. Per the Ken Palm numbers, the advanced numbers, the adjusted offensive efficiency number, the adjusted defensive efficiency number, Maryland on offense is ranked 187th in the country. 187 in the country. Defensively, they're fifth. Fifth on defense. 187th offensively. In all of my years of watching Maryland basketball, I, I think I tweeted this out after a game recently. I can't remember a more limited offensive basketball team. Imagine what they would be without Jameer Young. My God. Um, defensively, though, excellent. Uh, you know, it's a credit to Kevin Willard and his staff. And don't roll your eyes, because I know some of you will roll your roll your eyes with this uh, with this little spiel here. Um, basketball people will know when you are a when you're losing games and when you are bad on offense, it is hard to get the night-in, night-out commitment defensively. It's just harder and not as fun to play defense. And so to get that night-in and night-out commitment defensively when you are losing and you are bad offensively, and they have gotten that night-in and night-out, they've actually improved defensively as they've been losing games and struggling on offense, that's a credit to the coaching staff. They have not quit on Kevin Willard and staff. They are playing hard. They are playing extremely hard 
on defense. That's why all of these games have been winnable. I mean, they've lost six of their last ten, but the losses have been by three, three, two, three, and four in double overtime. They had a nine-point loss at Michigan State, but they led that game with a minute to, with five minutes to go. Um, they've been in every single game for a month and a half now, two months now. Uh, but when you are bad defensively and you're losing, it's not nearly as hard to get the commitment on the offensive end. It's fun to play offense. I'm going to try to go out and get 25 tonight. Yeah, we may, we may lose because of our defense, but we're, we're going to get some shots up. So credit to the coaching staff for continuing to have this team compete at a very high level defensively. It's been very impressive to watch, albeit having to suffer through the offensive possessions in the same game. So I'm bringing up Maryland basketball on this show today because they are going to play the first of their final seven games tonight against Iowa. And I just have this sense that interest in Maryland basketball is declining and maybe declining exponentially at this point. And that these final seven games are big for Kevin Willard, not for his job security at all. I think Kevin's a really good coach. And I don't want to go back and, you know, relitigate the the Turgeon era. You guys know what I thought about Mark. I thought Mark was a really good coach. I said, be careful what you wish for. They were, you know, in the tournament six out of the final seven years. His best team didn't have a chance to compete because of the pandemic. They were consistently kind of a top three to top five-ish Big Ten team. Um, and But it got stale, understood. It got stale because they weren't winning in the tournament and they were getting bounced in the first weekend. I get it. And I like Kevin as a coach, trust me. Uh, I like the hire and I like him as a coach. But this program right now is at a point in which if things go south the rest of the way, they could potentially end up with a losing record. They will end up playing in the first four of the Big Ten tournament. That's never happened to Maryland since they've entered the Big Ten. They've never finished worse than ninth. Uh, They could potentially finish 11th through 14th, which puts them in that Wednesday night, first, you know, night of the tournament, um, which has been relegated for other teams like Penn State and Rutgers, not Maryland. Uh, And they've only had, you know, they had the losing season when Turgeon left and Danny Manning came in, but that was the only losing regular season, 15 and 17, since 1992. They haven't cratered really, in any year, you know, when it, when Gary got here, starting with the, you know, Gary years post-probation. You know, Maryland's always been either really good, good, or decent. You know, that's pretty much been, for the last 30-plus years, they've either been really good, good, or decent. You know, really good top four seed in, the, in, in you know, a, a, a top four seed in a region in the NCAA tournament, a top 15 team. You know, good top 25-ish just on the outskirts, definitely going to the tournament. Or decent, eh, they're not that good this year. They still could make the tournament with a nice little run in February and early March winning a, you know, a conference tournament game or two. That's essentially what we've been for 30 years. And this year is headed towards potentially a losing season, a first night in the Big Ten tournament, and then what will that do in terms of allowing Kevin Willard to rebuild immediately through recruiting and through the transfer portal? Because you've got, you know, typically it's February 14th, right? You'd have a a, a good crowd tonight. You win this game. And Saturday at 530 against Illinois, ranked 14th in the country, you'd have an absolute zoo of a crowd where you could bring recruits into, look at our environment, you know? And then you'd have a game against Northwestern that would be big, Indiana at the end of the year. And you'd have three or four games in February and early March that were meaningful games, big games at home that were really impressive to – people watching and paying attention. And then you go into the tournament and whatever happens, happens. I'm concerned that if you don't win four out of the final seven, you end up 15 and 16 or 16 and 15 or something like that. You lose a first round, first night, Big Ten tournament game. Is that going to hamper Kevin Willard in the offseason? It's a totally different offseason now as well 
because of NIL. And Maryland doesn't have some of the same availability in terms of NIL collective dollars that some of the teams that they're competing with do have. Uh, So, you know, if they could get on a mini run here, not because they're going to make the tournament, they'd have to win all seven pretty much at this point to to have at-large aspirations, certainly six of the seven, and that's not going to happen. They're just not good enough on offense. Um, But if they could win four or five out of the final seven, you know, end up 17 and 14, somewhere, you know, seventh or eighth in the Big Ten, you know, no worse than ninth, um, it doesn't look like a cratered season, which they just haven't had, you know, other than the Manning replacing Turgeon season two years ago. So I'm hanging in there with them. Um, I've appreciated the effort. Uh, it's been painful to watch on offense, but I've appreciated um, from, you know, somebody who thinks uh, about basketball a lot and loves it so much. I know what they're going through uh, where they are just not good enough offensively and it's hurting them night in and night out. And yet they're able to get their guys to defend well enough where they have a chance to win these games. Um, But I think this is a big stretch uh, the rest of the season for Maryland basketball. Um, Just don't want to see it kind of get relegated to third tier in terms of importance in the market. I think sometimes Maryland basketball fans, even some of the people out at Maryland, are a little bit overreaching in what we or they think they are. You know, it's not a reload situation when you have an off year. Uh, You know, it just isn't anymore. And in terms of their stature in the market, which they're competing with four professional teams, um, yeah, they have two markets to pull from, But this is a team now that is bandwagon, and they got to win. And if they're not winning, this is a big revenue producer for their athletic department because football generates a lot of revenue. Big Ten, being in the Big Ten ultimately was the right thing and a good thing. Um, But basketball matters a lot to Maryland sports fans. And I just have had this sense over the last couple of games that, wow, Uh, I think interest is really fading, and they can't see this season totally crater. Uh, Anyway, go Terps tonight. Back tomorrow with Tommy.